0: I'll start where uh, I think everybody wants to start, which is the playoffs. Did you watch those two games yesterday? And obviously you got the help you needed with no fear of looking ahead. There's nothing after week 17. Will you change the approach about discussing the playoffs with your team this week? No, I actually met with the team last night when we got back to make sure we're centered on what the plan for the week was. Look, our focus still needs to remain, remain on the Cowboys. That's the priority this week. we remain focused on improving as a team. We've got a division rival coming up ahead. It's a big game for us. Obviously, there's implications. As I've said all along, those games right now don't exist. So until I can talk about any kind of opponent coming up beyond who we're playing, there's not a conversation to be had. So our focus remains on the Cowboys. Patty. Hey, Coach, how are you? Good, Patty, how's it going? Going well, thanks. Coach, wanted to ask you, I was doing some studying of the numbers. It looks like um, in your last three games, When you come out in the second half, the the scores have been a little bit closer, perhaps indicating a quicker start. I'm just wondering what's been the difference with getting started up a little quicker in the second half versus getting started First half. Yeah, I think our coaches have made good adjustments at the halftime. We've came out, obviously, schematically to change a few things and use our personnel just a little bit differently. Nothing drastic, but just something to go ahead and change up, That something that may have been an issue in the first half. So, again, we've got to be able to adjust on the fly. That's within the game. We can't wait till halftime to make adjustments. But that's an opportunity to get the entire unit you know, together, discuss some schematic things or how maybe we'll be treating personnel on the other side. So, on both sides of the ball, including the kicking game as well, you know, we try to use halftime as effectively as we can. Thank you. Doug. Hey Joe, I don't believe Will Hernandez had ever missed a snap in his career until he was on the COVID list, and you know now his playing time is you know really reduced. I'm just curious, you know, what's gone into that? And uh, yeah, that's basically my question. Why is he playing so much less now? Well, we're continuing to roll our linemen you know, throughout the game. Uh, there hasn't been a designated snap count on any player going in. Uh, look, I've let Googe kind of have some you know autonomy in terms of as the game gets going, the flow goes to put in, you know, what we think is best for the schemes that we're running. You know, we check in, we talk continuously throughout the week. The plan is to play all of our guys at the game. That's always been our plan and use guys continuously. You saw Matt play as well last night. Uh, we'll continue to use Will and we'll rotate all three guards going forward. But you mean, obviously you say, you know, the starters and but I mean, like, Shane's playing significantly more snaps. Like, came at us by accident. He plays usually the first two series, then Will comes in. So, I guess, like, did, did Will lose his job by going on the COVID list? Because he wasn't rotating. He was a starter. He was playing every snap. I mean, look, we base everything here on production. So, in terms of, you know, who's playing on what snaps, you know, we may have different guys in different schemes. There's different times we want to use different guys throughout the game. We put a priority to keeping all of our guys fresh. And we're looking to really develop as many guys as we can. I'd say all three guards, Kevin, Shane, and Will, have played well at times. There's been things we want to improve on with our entire unit going across the board. Uh, but we're going to continue to rotate those guys going forward. Hey, Joe. Hey, Art. Didn't get a chance to ask you yesterday about Evan. You know, he got banged up at the end of the game. Just curious what his status is, how he was feeling today. I know you probably won't get a a true sense until Wednesday, but to to add some insight as to what went on there. Yeah, I'll tell you what, he's, uh, he's actually got to meet with the doctors a little bit later tonight. He's already seen our training staff and met with the doctors after the game. That's all kind of standard procedure. Uh, Look, we're optimistic about where he's going to be. That being said, this will definitely be a deal. We have to see how he moves around Wednesday in practice. Um, From the feedback we got from the doctors, you know, for them it's a lot of wait and see and watch and see how he responds, Uh, but we are optimistic. I have not spoken directly to Evan today myself. Uh, I checked in with him yesterday after the game, obviously, and talked to him a little bit when we got back, but uh, nothing extensively. And just one on, on Daniel. Uh, Did he come out physically well enough to the point where today you don't feel like there's anything new that you have to deal with this week? No, I think this is the first week in a while, as far as Daniel goes, where we can just turn around and say, hey, we're going to let him go out there and let him play. You know, obviously we had to see him move around a little bit throughout the weeks coming up to it. The one good thing about Daniel is, you know, our training staff and him have done a really good job working together and prepping him for game action. Uh, We've seen continued improvement health-wise with him. He hasn't come out of any game he's played in worse off than when he was beforehand. I'd say, you know, the ankle's getting better, okay? I don't think that's, you know, anything that he really talks about or you see, you know, inhibiting his performance out there, and the hamstrings continue to heal as well. So, you know, physically, he's definitely moving in the right direction. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good, Paul, what's going on, man? Good. Um, um, this is a little bit looking back a little bit. Um, I know you don't like to look forward too much or back too much, but, um, you know, this, this team uh, suffered a, a, a significant injury with Saquon Barkley. How do you think looking forward of the way this offense has played, you've been able to make up for that with such a key player being gone? I think with any personnel you have available, you have to use it to their strengths. We want to have all of our players out there. Look, it's no secret. I would love to have been able to coach Saquon for, you know, 16 or 16-plus games this year, Paul. Absolutely, he's a fun guy to coach. He works really, really hard. He's doing everything he can right now to get better and progress. Um, I don't really think it's fair to turn around and say what our offense would or would not have looked like with him in there. Uh, I think some of our scheme would have probably evolved into what it's doing right now anyway, based on how the offensive line plays, what their strengths are as a unit. Um, but there may have been some different wrinkles we could throw in. That being said, I think all the backs we've used this year have done a good job adjusting their games as well. These are different schemes than they've ran in the past. I think Wayne's done a nice job, Alfred, you know, Devontae, Deion, all these guys running really hard for us right now. So we try to use them all similar enough that, you know, every time they're in it's not a you know, red flag on what's going to happen in the game. At the same time, they've all got a little bit of difference to them. Um, look, Saquon's his own player as well. We definitely would have had some things dialed up for his skill set like we do for Wayne, and Alfred, Devontae, and Dion as well. So, you know, it's, it's not really fair to turn around to tell the entire offense what it may or not have looked like. I don't think that's really fair to anybody, um, but obviously he's a weapon you want to have out there. I will say this, you know, what you don't see really behind the scenes is how he's working right now. And this guy's in here every day. Um, he's very active in the training room, in the weight room getting better. Uh, you know, see this guy around the locker room as much as he can in terms of you know, really encouraging his teammates, staying involved, staying engaged. And look, this guy was elected captain by his teammates for a reason. And the leadership off the field has definitely came through since he's been hurt and been away from the team on the field. Thanks, Joe. Tom, Rob. Joe, how connected were you on the way home last night to uh, what was going on with the rest of the division and those games that ultimately uh, kept kept you alive in in this race for the the division title? Yeah, you know, being on the train, uh, actually we had the game streaming, you know, in the background. And I sat and we had kind of a little conference room in the front car that I was in, and me and Pat Graham sat in there and we went through the defensive tape together and watched like we do, you know, we did the same thing coming back from Washington and talk some ball. And, you know, we were kind of checking scores throughout the league with a lot of games as we go, and that's kind of just, you know, that's kind of normal custom right there. Everyone's kind of checking scores around the league. Last night was no different. Obviously, there were some division games going on that we're conscious of, uh, and we checked those, we streamed those to watch the end of those games. And what was the, what was the reaction of the team when those results came in, in your favor? To be honest with you, I was actually separate from the rest of the players. They had us very spaced out in carts. The front cart was kind of, you know, more coaches than it was players. I saw the players on the back end. We got back to the facility. I called a quick meeting in the bubble just to address how we're going to handle the week going forward and kind of clear if any questions that may have came up. And to be honest with you, look, the questions about the playoffs, you know, these are things the players obviously have as well. We got to keep our focus on Dallas. We're not getting focused on the playoffs. I truly believe what I said earlier. These are hypothetical games. The only thing we can control is what we do against Dallas. At the same time, there's a human nature that they're very conscious of what's going on around the league, and it would be naive or ignorant to pretend that they're not paying attention as well. So when we got back, I did. I grabbed the team and just kind of let them know, all right, what the situation is, but really reaffirm the importance of staying focused on Dallas. That's all we can control. We'll take two more. Pat Leonard, Jordan. Pat Leonard. Hey, Joe. Coming off this game, obviously the Ravens blitz a ton, and they're a tough defense, but what are your coaching points to clean up how the offensive line handled or did not handle some of the pressures they threw at you guys? And kind of connected to that, you know, how much, pa- how much patience do you have for your two most veteran offensive linemen fall starting back to back on the first drive and really setting you guys back? Well, look, we're not going to accept any penalties from any player at any time. OK, and we've got to coach that better. We've got to make sure we drill every technique and practice in every situation the right way. And we have to execute when we get on the field. And that's just our responsibility as coaches and players. You know, that being said, in terms of the offensive line, look, there were a lot of positives. Obviously, it wasn't perfect. We've got to clean up a lot of things, and there's going to be a lot of things that will tie over and apply into the Dallas game this week. You know, we saw a lot of movement schemes yesterday. We're going to see movement against Dallas. There were some blitz packages yesterday. We're going to see probably some copycat and similar things against Dallas. So the tape is relevant in terms of what Dallas may copycat and what we have to prepare for. I'd say the situation we've got to keep ourselves out of, Pat, is when you get behind and you're in that pass-only mentality, where now the defense can pin their ears back and really get you. And if you kind of look at our past few games, when the issues have come up, it's really been in those situations. That's against Arizona, Cleveland, then again yesterday. When you get in that pass-heavy zone where you're behind, you know, that's when the defense can finally pin their ears back. When you can stay balanced early on, where it's run or pass, is it a draw, screen situation, what may come up, that keeps the defense a little bit more honest. And that's when our offensive line has really played its best. So, when you're getting blitz zero, you know, three out of four plays, Eventually, someone's going to come free, and we've got to make sure we avoid the hits on a quarterback. But there are times you're protecting with just five, and they're bringing six or seven. And Daniel did a very good job yesterday of really controlling that and operating and getting the ball out. And you kind of look at yesterday, there's a lot of situations where Daniel knew there were going to be free runners. You just know it by scheme. That's part of the, you know, how you design it, getting the ball out. We had some hot reads, some sight adjustments, and just some plays, you know, scheme for quick game. I really like the way Daniel handled it yesterday. You know, you kind of talk about what level of improvement have we seen throughout the year. I think there's a lot of things that show up in the tape yesterday with number eight. You watch him from the start of the year to, through yesterday and how he handled a lot of the situations with the pressure, the ball security, decision-making. He did a lot of things that demonstrate a lot of growth. And there's a lot of things you guys ask me all the time. You know, what are you really looking at with this team as you go forward? Well, I'll start with a key piece right there with Daniel. You know, we always want to know about, you know, is Daniel our guy are we going forward? Daniel, the answer is absolutely. And what gives us that confidence is even in games like yesterday where it didn't come out perfectly – you can turn a tape on. You can say, "Hey, listen. In games one through whatever, that wasn't the guy we were looking at." You watch the tape yesterday, and you see that guy in there operating, executing, understanding the pressure, and not just standing in there with courage like he's done all along and taking a hit, but understanding how to take the hit but deliver, you know, an accurate pass and move the sticks down the field. So these are things that as he grows in this league and develops in his craft, he's going to be able to do. And as we get going and we build more into the scheme, you know, he'll be able to handle it different ways as well, take some hits off himself, but. You know, you see a lot of growth with these guys. I thought Daniel yesterday played well. There's some plays I'm sure he'd like to have back, some plays we'd like to do differently. That's natural in any game. We're going to coach it to eliminate those plays on the front end. But at the same time, there was a lot of growth I saw with Daniel that's really showed up, you know, in terms of how he had to play the game yesterday and what he was able to do. Last one here, Jordan. Hey, Joe. I I know you really don't want to talk about the playoffs and stuff, but... What do you think about the opportunity that's kind of presented to you guys? I mean, like, we, we know what it is at this point, right? I mean, in most seasons, you know, you're, what, 5 and 10, you wouldn't have this opportunity. But the reality is it's sitting right there in front of you. Yeah, look, I think the goal is always, and someone asked a question, I think it was Kim a few weeks ago, about playing relevant games in football. And, look, I think you want every game you ever play in to be relevant, okay? That being said, you know, the same situations in front of the same opportunities in front of us, is the same opportunity that was in front of us in week one, week two, week three, and so on. We've got to make sure we take care of our business every week along the way and improve as a team. At the end of the year, it's the collective record that matters. You know, so right now, the emphasis has to be on the Cowboys. We have to play our best game. This is a good team. This is a much different football team than we played early in the season. And we're a different team, too. And we've got to relearn the Cowboys and really study them and get ahead on it. And our players have to understand the opportunity that's really sitting in front of us is an opportunity to play a division rival all right, and play the last game of the season with our best football. And that's the opportunity that we have to take advantage of. Does the collective record really matter, though, if you win the division at six and ten? To me, everything that's collective really matters. How you improve the team collectively throughout the year, to me that's the ultimate measure of what you're trying to do. I've never talked about a record as far as being a goal in any you know, situation I've been in as an assistant or now as a head coach. You talk to the training camp in terms of being the best team you can be, you go out there every day with the mentality of, we're going to do everything we can to improve today individually, and that leads to collectively as a team. So to me, you know, what I'm looking to see is growth as a team, improved level of football this week on the field, and top execution and coaching on Sunday. And that's really my goal for this week. And we have to control that. We control that, the other stuff take care of itself.